The following show is brought to you by MTN Business. Everywhere you go, MTN. The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. This is the Big Small Business Show, the show for all our fantastic entrepreneurs out there doing some incredible stuff to uh, actually move our economy forward, to employ people, to create uh, personal wealth and legacy wealth. And speaking about legacy and speaking about uh, legend, in studio with us we have uh, Professor uh, Bonang Mahale, I, I knew him previously as uh, Bonang Mahale, uh, chairman of this or chairman of that is now chairman of the Bitvest Group, been so for the last uh, three years and uh, I think he needs no introduction. He is one of the gurus in South Africa around leadership and um, I think of one of South Africa's national treasures. Welcome, Bonang. Thank you for having me, my dear brother. You recently wrote uh, Behold the Turtle and I know when I saw that on the, on the bookshelf I thought, what does that mean? What does it mean? Alon, thank you so much for having me, my dear brother. I'm absolutely touched, humbled, and honored. I was looking forward to it the last time, but I'm going to make it up to you. So we launch Behold the Turtle on Tuesday, the 30th of November, 2021, in the midst of COVID. And two weeks later, it makes it on the top 10 bestseller list. The first book that I wrote, Lift As You Rise, was launched on Wednesday, the 21st of November, 2018. It took me eight years to write. This one, two years, only because in COVID, what do you do? You're stuck, you can't go anywhere. You try to, to be a little bit creative. It's an African adage. And in full, it says, behold the turtle comma. It only makes progress when its neck is stuck out. It couldn't have been more apt and more relevant today because the state capture report was released on the 4th of January, literally a month after it was launched. But we knew that we've been experiencing state capture probably for the last 20 odd years. But the nine wasted years were the most gruesome and the most hateful and the most destructive. And it simply says, when the turtle is comfortable in its own shell, it's safe and secure, but it goes nowhere fast. For it to move from point A to point B, it needs to risk it all. Stick out its neck so that it can move forward in space and in time. When it does that, there's a likelihood that a bird of prey could see it, pluck its head, and it dies. As South Africans, every step that we take forward it's literally a dance with death. With death because now the people who call themselves our leaders have aided and abetted state capture. They've stolen from the mouths of babies. They steal from the sick and the dying. As we saw with the PPE um, corruption. Lastly, why an African adage? African adage because 
as South Africans, we know that we have survived the 48 years of apartheid, the 98 years of separate development, but the 370 years of colonialism. Therefore, not only was our land stolen, but our culture, our language, our mores, our foxways. When you kill women, we call it femicide. When you kill an entire nation or ethnic group, we call it genocide. But when you kill people's culture, the way they are centered who they are, we call it ethnocide. And an African adage to try and puncture the inflated fallacy that in spite of the ethnocide, that we are still a people that dare to dream and live inside our own dreams, that we wish and hope for our children a world that is substantially better on a composite basis than the one that we have lived. So taking the, the metaphor of putting your neck out or sticking your neck out, which is risk and coming back to the show, which is about entrepreneurs and taking risk, because th that metaphor carries also across into our world as entrepreneurs. If we don't stick our neck out, if we follow the status quo, if we just hide, then we, we never create a, anything remarkable. You've been involved in many businesses, predominantly in cor corporate, um, but still your, your, your flavor that you always bring, other than humility, which is I've always noticed, is the flavor is one of you, you shift those, those corporates, you move them in a different direction when you arrive. That means taking risk and every, the status quo is wanting to prevent that. So just as from a, a leadership point of view, when taking risks, especially trying to move culture in, in an organization, like what, what advice could you give a, a, a young entrepreneur like myself <laughs> to, to, and how they can manage the internal antibodies that will always appear as they try and change culture and take the risk. Sure, that's quite profound. What's less known about Bonang Mohale is that we started a family business in 2002 by investing in other existing entities. That in 1996, we started our own company with a group of four friends, five in total, that was then called Drake and Skull Integrated Facilities Management. We ended up putting a holding company called Zebo Outsourcing. We thought we'll run it for five years. We ended up running it for six years. It was embarrassingly successful because when we sold to APSA Capital Private Equity Investment, we were paid 19.7 times P multiple after tax. Sure. 15 times a bit multiple. So entrepreneurship is something that I've dabbled into. But the family business since 2002 we have now invested in more than seven companies. Three of them over a period of time, we now own 100%. A printing company called DigiLitho that gets half its revenues from hiring out forklifts. So when you see forklifts at CTM, at Ital Tile and Top Store, we own those 90 forklifts. They pay us long-term annuity income. We maintain service them, we change batteries. It's run by Esme Tekiso, my sister-in-law. The other one is Consulta Marketing Research when it started. 
now general consulting company, which we started with the University of uh, Pretoria. Initially a 16% stake, 18, then 20. The University of Pretoria sold us their 40% stake, 60%. Now we own it 100% probably for the last five years. And Ubabu Pilani Lamin has been running that entity as the CEO, came in as the CFO. The last company is Talk Medical Supplies, which is probably now 14 years old. It specializes in cardiothoracic surgery. All the keyhole surgery, medical equipment, mostly in the private hospitals, they buy from us, including pacemakers, uh, trokers, etc. And the balloons for stents uh, to open um, the, the valves, but also the the vessels that might have been collapsed or even closed. So three that we own 100%. So we probably employ more than 300 people. At the moment, Me um, Abigail Buikuto is the CEO of Consulta, an incredible good quality human being. But what advice would I give to young entrepreneurs like yourself? Young you are, absolutely. We're getting old and you're getting younger. First is, you know, entrepreneurship, it's about waking up in the middle of the night with sweaty palms to figure out where is the revenue going to come from to pay the people that are totally and absolutely dependent on you. Waking up in the middle of the night to say, how do I pay my rent? How do I meet my bills? That's entrepreneurship. It's sticking your neck out. Because when you've got a million rent, you could invest it at 10%. That's 100,000 in interest per annum. That's 80,000 a month. You don't need to do more. And your million is still safe. But in business, literally you risk it all. It's that dance with death. You could lose it all. But the, the bigger picture is you start with this and hoping to end up there. And in the process, you grow and you develop and you evolve. And you are trying to fulfill three things. To add to the economic growth of the country because small and medium enterprises in the BRICS countries, they are responsible for more than 60% of new jobs created, except in South Africa, which is south of 15 percentage points because we don't take small business development seriously, small and medium enterprises uh, much more seriously. And indeed, we don't even put systems and processes, handrails and guardrails to make sure that we set them up for success. Secondly, it's about creating jobs uh, because there you've got an outsized and oversized impact because when big businesses create jobs, they don't create it in and of themselves. No, they create markets of the future because there's a problem when your own employees can't afford the goods and services that you provide. Lastly, it's about transforming the economy. Now, transformation has many layers. You transform business models, you transform the way you engage, interact and interface with the rest of the world. But also in South Africa, it has a particular re um, relevance because you'd be mistaken to think that we're an outpost of Europe. These businesses, the intent of transformation is that these businesses must be broadly reflective of the demographics. Women are 51% of the population of 60.1 million South Africans, and yet their representation in positions of leadership is less than 24%. African women less than 4%. C-suite, black people in general, 90% of the, of the population, all those who are excluded on the basis that they are not white, has just graduated after 22 years of us taking um, these surveys. Tabia Kabinde is the uh, Commissioner of the Employment Equity Council. 
And they've just graduated from 14.3%, C-suite I'm talking about, to 14.7%. At this rate, it will take us 150 years to be broadly reflective of the demographics. So to young people, continue to create your own businesses in order to hire your own children. Because it's madness to continue to make babies and send them to a different neighborhood to, for them to go down on their knees to ask for a job from somebody else when you could have exercised charity like clarity begins at home. But then we've, we've run out of uh, time, but I want to invite you back because I want to continue the conversation around leadership. Um, so will, will you come back? A resounding yes. That was Bonang Mohale, uh, no introduction required. <laughs>